you know, I think a lot of it is really consumer awareness of what's going on. And really, rates have been increasing for, you know, almost a year, right? I mean, I think the all-time low in mortgage rates for at least the last 24 months was summer of last year. And they've been gradually increasing through the, the latter part of last year, but they really didn't get a lot of play. I mean, you've got some media outlets, but it wasn't as substantial as it is today. The Federal Reserve's decision to, you know, comment specifically around rising rates and then give details and forecast what they see, that's changed everything. Happy Thursday, folks. This is Clayton Collins, CEO at HW Media. And today I'm joined by Ron Turner, president of TriPoint Connect. TriPoint Connect is the affiliated mortgage company for TriPoint Homes. And today, Ron and I spend a lot of time talking about the overall housing market, the new home housing market, and his experience working as an affiliated lender with a home builder that is building some really important inventory for first time home buyers across the country. We also dive into home price appreciation and the impact of rising interest rates on home builder and consumer sentiment. Hope you enjoy this episode with Ron Turner, president of TriPoint Connect. Rocket Pro TPO is delivering more for partners with Cruise. It's a dedicated team of experts who help you navigate the mortgage process. You have direct access to underwriters, closing specialists, and purchase title coordinators working on your loans from start to finish. That means more accessibility, efficiency, certainty, and speed. Cruise is your team that knows your business. To learn more, visit rocketprotpo.com. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states in MLS number 3030. Thrilled to, to have you on the show, Ron. Where, where are you coming in from? So I actually live in North Carolina. I live in Raleigh. Uh, I was out in Irvine with our home office crew for a number of years. Um, you know, just wanted to get back East Coast. So moved here, back here uh, after we started the mortgage company. Uh, as you know, I do the mortgage company. We also have other financial services. We do our own title escrow as well as uh, property and casualty insurance. So I live in Raleigh, um, got two kids, been here for a while. Um, they're happy to be clo- in the East Coast, close to family again. I've been home builder, mortgage, title, et cetera, for over 25 years. Um, been with TriPoint for seven. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've got a good background of information as it relates to housing and, and home builder finance that I can share with you. Yeah, I, the North Carolina market is, uh, it's one of the markets I love the most in this country, but I, I think I'm not the only one who feels that way. It's been a pretty hot market for population inflow the last couple of years. Um, that, you seeing that in the Raleigh area? Oh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, as it relates to, you know, individual markets, um, you know, I obviously I know Raleigh because I live here and, and I've got some anecdotal information about other markets, but it's like every market in the country. There's pockets everywhere that are, you know, red hot and others that are, you know, somewhat normal, even in the, you know, Raleigh-Durham MSA. Uh, but I would say, generally speaking, you know, the biotech, um, even, you know, the Apple announcements, there's just every every few months, there's other announcements, particularly around the Raleigh-Durham uh, RTP, they call it, Research Triangle Park area. 
that's just driving, um, you know, an influx of people moving into the area, which is obviously, you know, creating growth as well as price appreciation. And it does make it a bit of a challenge as, you know, Raleigh, uh, as well as Charlotte, the Carolinas in general have always been affordable compared to some other places in the country. And, and that affordability has been a major attraction. And, you know, for local people, they're excited to see their home values, but they're also, you know, dealing with construction on all the infrastructure around town, as well as, um, you know, some entry level home buyers who previously maybe wanted a single family home or are starting out in an attached product now just just to try to get into the, the housing environment. Yeah, I, mean, I think these are the exact topics we're going to get into today at a at a national scale. Well, well, folks, I'm thrilled to to welcome Ron Turner, the president of TriPoint Connect, to the Housing News Podcast. Ron, can can you kind of lead us into the conversation with uh, an overview of, of TriPoint and specifically uh, your division, TriPoint Connect? Well, happy to be here. Appreciate you allowing me to uh, share some insights as it relates to TriPoint. As you know, TriPoint Homes, we're a um, a national home builder, and we're fortunate enough to have our own financial services arms. And TriPoint Connect is our mortgage arm. We also offer uh, financial services for uh, settlement services. Uh, that's escrow and title, as well as homeowners insurance. So we're excited to be able to provide all of our home buyers with ancillary financial service products. And as it relates to the mortgage market, uh, you know, interesting times. You know, housing has been great. Uh, but if you've, unless you've been, you know, with your head in the sand for a while, the, the media has gotten a hold to the rising interest rate. So it's created a, you know, an interesting dynamic that we're all living through. Um, just given the, the rate, the pace at which interest rates have increased over the last few months. Yeah, the, the pace is, uh, you know, c- certainly has sentiment heading in, in one direction from it seems like home builders, uh, pr- housing professionals and, and prospective home buyers at the same time it creates a, uh, an interesting market to report on and, and operate in. So Ron, go, let's go a little deeper on, on TriPoint Connect. So how do you work with, uh, buyers of, of TriPoint homes? Like when, when does that relationship kind of come together, the financial services arm and the, the home builder arm? I think ultimately, you know, we're here to help service our customers and, uh, the, the demand that we're seeing in the marketplace today is different than it was, say, you know, five years ago. Whereas we were meeting with a lot of customers at different stages of their home buying cycle. In some cases, even after they have decided to make a purchase. Uh, today, due to the demand that we're experiencing, I would say, you know, by and large, our customers actually work with TriPoint Connect prior to purchasing their home with TriPoint Homes. And that's really to help us quantify their purchasing wherewithal and set expectations of what the environment's going to be like, particularly given all the demand that we're seeing from interested home buyers and, as we discussed previously, the interest rate environment. So we actually interview customers, walk through them, answer their questions, initiate a you know mortgage assessment with them. And through that process, let them know what interest rates are today and, and maybe educate them on what type of payment range that would provide for them. But in addition to that, you know, what will rising interest rates do to their overall mortgage payment, just so they have some comfort level of where rates are today, but where they could be going as well. And not that we're trying to scare anyone anyone into purchasing or out of purchasing, but it's really an educational process that we take. So when customers do purchase from us, they understand what they're, you know, what they could purchase for today and then any implications for rising rates. 
So what advantages does working with TriPoint Connect bring to the the buyers of of TriPoint's new construction homes? I, I kind of I, I get the the feeling from a lot of originators out there that new construction has had its um it ha- has its own challenges with uh with uh, delays in in timelines that potentially might uh get in the way of 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 lock periods. Like what advantages do you kind of bring from a TriPoint Connect perspective that other originators out there aren't aren't able to keep pace with? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think it's important for, you know, one for the customers to be educated as I shared with you on what we're seeing in the marketplace. But we also survey all of our customers at multiple points throughout the process and Post-closing, we survey customers that use TriPoint Connect for their financing, as well as our other financial services. But by and large, we see a significant improvement in their overall experience if they choose TriPoint Connect for their financing. And the reason that we see that is because we do communicate regularly with the home building divisions. We understand you know, where they may have you know, capacity challenges or you know, the supply constraints that you're reading about every day in the paper. So we're, we operate very closely with the home building divisions so we can manage those things. But in addition to that, we also look at interest rate locks and ensuring that if we have a customer that's looking at purchasing today, we understand the home that they're purchasing, maybe when the estimated date of, uh, of that home may be. And if they want to lock an interest rate through the construction period, and even give some buffer in the event that there are some supply constraint challenges, um, then we can do that for them. So we, we educate them on the process mm-hmm. and they get to take advantage of our integrated communication with the home builder. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So what about this? I mean, we talked a little bit in the beginning about this rapid rise in interest rates. And one of the challenges that many folks have talked about in the last month is buyers that, that pre-qualified at a three, three and a half percent rate. And suddenly they're ready to, to lock. And, um, the new construction home is kind of within, uh, within eye shot of being completed in the rate environments in the, the five, five and a half range. H- how is TriPoint connect working with, with those types of borrowers? Or is that a challenge that, that you're, you're not seeing for one reason or another? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a challenge in the marketplace. I mean, it's, uh, unless you're trying to buy a home or have been trying to buy a home in the last year, you just don't understand it, right? I mean, if we if you bought a home five years ago versus today uh, and just the volatility of the marketplace, and that's whether you're talking interest rates or even home prices um, and, and then some of the supply constraints that may uh, supply chain issues. We do pre-qualify customers, but as I mentioned before, we, we show a, a range of estimated range. And for the most part, we have a... Um, a, a very well-qualified customer segment that's interested in our homes. So, um, you know, I think if, you know, a lot of the reporting that you read out there, average FICOs are up substantially. People do have more money for down payment than they have historically. So there's a lot of demographic information that's helping that. But again, I think it really comes back to having an educational conversation with the customer, explaining what the interest rates are, and then some of the changes that we're seeing. Now, to your point, if someone was interested in a community, they were part of a priority group that we have, and then when they were eligible to purchase a home, they went under contract. And that timing, if rates had moved up a half a percent within that timing, that's one thing. But gosh, 2% within that, that time frame, I don't know that you know the market has moved so quickly. I don't know that we could have coached to that. So yeah, there may be some surprises in there. 
Um, we do offer opportunities to buy down interest rates and do some different things. Uh, we haven't really seen a large segment of customers electing to use adjustable rate products yet. I think as rates continue to rise, you'll see the uh, the spread between fixed and adjustable grow. So adjustables may be more compelling. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, it's, it's an educational process. You do have some customer fatigue. Uh, but I would say ultimately, if you're buying a home or have been looking at buying a home in the last 12 to 24 months, they're more resilient than we like to give them credit because they've been through a pretty challenging process uh, just in the, you know, the real estate industry these days. Yeah, that's um, yeah, good that you're seeing home buyers that are that are resilient. I know the the most recent Fannie Mae homebuyer sentiment report was starting to show some some weakness in, in sentiment and lower numbers than we've seen in the last few years. And I think part of that is is driven by, you know, the the, the happy hour and neighborhood barbecue chat of um, of housing bubbles and um, misunderstandings around uh, what an impending housing market crash could look like. So if you're, if you're originators or your, your new home consultants are, are out there talking to prospective buyers, how, how are y'all speaking to the question of how, how healthy is the housing market? And what, what do we think about um, the data that's influencing your view and your response to those types of concerns? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting point because, you know, I think a lot of it is really consumer awareness of what's going on and, and, and really rates have been increasing for, you know, almost a year. Right. I mean, I think the the low of uh, the all time low in mortgage rates for at least the last, you know, 24 months was summer of last year. And they've been gradually increasing through the the latter part of last year, but they really didn't get a lot of play. I mean, you've got some media outlets, but it wasn't as substantial as it is today. And I think the, you know, the Federal Reserve's decision to, you know, comment specifically around rising rates and then give details and forecast what they see, that's changed everything. So it, we've seen this uh, inflationary drive to you know, cool inflation by raising rates. Um, you know, the reality is, is we've been in a unique marketplace for the last couple of years. And as a result of that, we've seen you know, huge demand, not just driven by those lower rates, but it was really a perfect storm of demographics uh, as well as low rates led us to that environment. I do think you'll see a little softening as as consumers lose purchasing power. But having said that, I think by and large, the buyers that we're seeing aren't necessarily entry level buyers. You know, they're first time buyers, but not necessarily entry level. So they're more prepared uh, to purchase, have larger down payments, um, are waiting later in their life. I think fifty, you know, over fifty percent of our customers uh, are. Our purchasers are millennials and first-time home buyers, so I think some of it just depends on where you build your homes and who your customer is as to how resilient they'll be. But in some marketplaces, uh, we don't sell to investors, um, you know, so we don't have a lot of demand from other than our core home buyers who are really, you know, first-time home buyers, but are more prepared than what you would anticipate your first-time home buyer being. Yeah, that's an interesting topic. I mean, the, the topic of demographics keeps coming up and we have this massive wave of, of household formation that really kicked off in, in 2020 and is projected to continue through 2024. And a lot of the the conversation about 
first time home buyers and entry level home buyers can can get convoluted or combined. So how do you think about the like the the market segment that that TriPoint serves and like what this first time home buyer millennial first time home buyer looks like and and how TriPoint serves them with the the size of the home, the location, like where, where what part of the market are you really wedging into? Yeah, so I think we do a really good job of having lots of options. And so whether, you know, we don't necessarily have a particular market that builds a, a unique uh, home buying offering. You know, we're very diversified across our platforms and all of our markets. And what I mean by that is, you know, we, we target something that's a little more infill, uh, maybe, a, you know, the price points are a little higher than, you know, a traditional entry level, but it still caters to, uh, you know, the first time home buyer market, just a different segment of first time home buyer market. And with that, we'll, we, we have options for, you know, single family attached, um, you know, single family detached. So we, we do provide multiple home options at that, you know, uh, first time buyer marketplace, but just probably a little closer to town, closer to main thoroughfares, um, just a, a different model that we approach from a home building perspective. And I think ultimately that's where we're seeing the demographics come in that uh, you know, they're still first time home buyers, but they're not your traditional entry level first time home buyers. And they're willing to, you know, maybe rather than having a single family detached home, they prefer to own a townhome uh, and they're purchasing a townhome. And rather than being a married family with children, you know, we have a lot of single millennials purchasing a townhome because they want to get into the housing market. So I think, you know, whether it's COVID driven or just demographic driven, I think the perfect storm is we've got a large cohort of consumers who are interested in becoming homeowners and you've got a limited supply of homes because existing homeowners are staying in their homes longer. And you also have, you know, supply chain issues that are limiting the amount that we can build. So when you have all those dynamics, sure, interest rates, pricing power diminishing, those are challenges that the market needs to work through. Uh, but we're still seeing some pretty, pretty strong demand as a result. So are, are some of those supply chain issues and, and demographic trends of um, kind of this, this, uh, this first time home buyer that has a little more purchasing power driving the direction where, where TriPoint chooses to kind of plant its flag and the types of homes or townhomes that you focus on, or has that always kind of been the focus through different market cycles? Oh, sure. No, it's, it's 100%. I mean, everything that we do, and I would say all home builders, um, you know, focus on a particular demographic. I mean, we, we, we know what we believe to be our strengths and give us a competitive advantage in mm -hmm. providing the uh, premium experience that we're wanting to deliver for our home buyers, whether they're, um, whether they're first time home buyers or um, move down home buyers, whatever that particular market is, we use a lot of market intelligence in helping us refine that, not only down to the location, but what products we put on, you know, those particular communities as well. So we've talked quite a bit about kind of the, the demographic and like consumer side of the equation. And one of the other uh, topics that's been talked about quite a bit is, is builder sentiment. So how are some of the, the metrics and industry data points kind of stacking up to, to influence your sentiment as a builder or, or, or a lender to a, to, to a, to a home builder? Um, how's TriPoint feeling about the market ahead and, and what, what data points are driving that? 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, without dropping names of different reports, I mean, there's, you know, there's many paid and, and several free, uh, you know, data points that we use in all of our analysis for individual markets. Uh, but broadly speaking, I would say, you know, just, um, you know, think about what we're spending a lot of our time on, um, say, the first quarter of this year. You know, we saw interest rates move up 2% essentially from late December to late March. And, and you know, I would say half of that, almost almost half of that was in March alone. So when you have that type of interest rate move in that shorter period, we spent a lot of our time, you know, it, we don't need a report because that's fast moving. This is moving so quickly. We're just seeing it and we're living it. And so we do a lot of customer outreach and trying to share what's happening in the marketplace. Uh, we spend a lot of time and effort in putting together rate lock options and sharing the benefits of, you know, long-term locks. Uh, we offer locks up to nine months for uh, all of our loan products. Um, some loan products have some, you know, different flexibility on that. But, you know, generally speaking, I would say the first quarter of the year, we haven't been looking at reports or anything. It's just been living through the, the rapid change in the marketplace and contacting our customers and sharing that with them and giving them options to lock their rate through the period of construction with some cushion in the event that obviously uh, supply chain challenges come into play. Uh, and then, you know, you do have some customers that have, may choose not to lock, right? I mean, you know, we our, our average customer has substantially larger down payments. Uh, I think our average down payment is, is you know, over 18%. Our average FICO is over 730. So we've got a pretty well capitalized, um, you know, very market driven home buyer. And some customers, you know, have elected not to not to lock in interest rates. And they're looking at the marketplace. And, and so, you know, as long as the consumer understands where rates are going, how it impacts them, we're happy that they're looking at purchasing with us. And, and hey, the reality is a lot of customers that went into contract in December and didn't lock. I mean, you know, price appreciation just being in our backlog, you know, they're you know, they're likely sitting on a lot of equity just from being in a purchasing position. So it is a unique dynamic. We're still really just focused on, um, you know, looking at what's happened the first quarter of the year mm -hmm. and then preparing ourselves for, you know, the, the potential changes throughout the back half of the year. But at this stage, uh, for the foreseeable future, I like to think that we're in, you know, pretty steady territory unless something substantial changes. So like we've talked about interest rates, so let's back it up to supply and demand for a second. So the the housing industry, loan originators and real estate agents and brokers are are constantly looking for where the where the spring and, and summer 2022 inventory is is going to come from and then hopefully planning for for future years in 23 and beyond. Uh, and existing home sales are going to have to be a huge part of that. Can, can the industry look to new home construction as hopefully a contributing factor to some equilibrium between the supply and demand imbalance that we're, we're so we're faced with every day? You know, I'd like to think so. I mean, obviously there's a, there's more demand than there is supply. And as, as we discussed earlier, I think some of that is um, just driven by people staying in their homes longer. Um, and, and frankly, a lot of people that may have refinanced into a 3% mortgage over the last year or so, 
I think that's only going to continue to, you know, drive them to stay in those homes for longer. Uh, but we do see a lot of our segment of home buyers that are purchasing are pur- purchasing for life life changes. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they they need to move, and so you know I think it's I think it's larger than home builders. Uh, I think it's you know it's local governments and municipalities trying to find ways to to spur you know infill growth to to you know contribute to the overall housing marketplace. Yeah, it's like everything else. Is as you uh, as the government moves to make it, um, you know, easier for operators to come in and do things, whether it's fees or or regulations, et cetera. I think that would drive home builders to move to different locations that would create some of that inventory. But to your point, you know, if you've got certain segments or certain locations and and real estate agents and so forth out there, and they're seeing marketplaces where, uh, or it should be uh, supply, but there's not, there, there's, there's probably a reason, you know, it's uh, a lot of our home builders, um, you know, focus purely on what we know we can manage and what we can get through. So there's, there's some risk out there that I think regulatory um, opportunities exist. Yeah. Municipal and, and state level, uh, kind of regulation and, and, uh, and action is going to be interesting in the next year. We just released an article at housing wire talking about this, um, in, impending jump in, uh, in state and local real estate taxes, as we've seen home price appreciation shoot up so much and being based in Texas, that one's near and dear to my heart here. And there, there's going to be a lot of homeowners who see a much bigger tax bill in, in 2022 and, and 2023. So it's got to be an interesting conversation going around city halls and state governments right now of kind of balancing this inflow of revenue from, from real estate taxes, but at the same time, potentially displacing some homeowners who, who aren't prepared for, for that tax burden. Um, how do you think like the relationship between real estate taxes and uh, and state and local regulation on on infill and new home development will could could be related? Like, do you think there's a path to municipalities starting to loosen the the ropes on development a little bit more, or are they going to get hooked on this this new tax revenue? I think there's room for for everyone to win a little bit, but obviously you got to give some as well. You know, I don't I don't have all the solutions, and obviously every marketplace is different, but there. There are markets out mm-hmm. there where it's working, and I would only, you know, offer when things are working well, we should see what they're doing and and not be um, not be afraid to change some of our local requirements to accommodate those. And to your point, um, you know, there's certain states that have you know propositions that that freeze you know tax rates and. Uh, you know, some of those things are, you know, there, there's pros and cons to a lot of that because at a certain point you're, you're stuck in your house forever as well. And so um, ultimately, I think we just need to find a way to um, do appropriate land planning with uh, with the thought of what actually can get done uh, by some of the, the home builders in the marketplace. And if you focus on that, then, you know, the home builders are, are ready to grow uh infield markets, even some other markets where you could, you know, most, a lot of our communities uh, and home builders across the country, you know, there's a, there's a growing need for, for schools and, and education platforms and, and some of the best, you know, planned uh, city planning I've seen is where they can incorporate, yeah. um, you know, schools as part of a new development. And so I think there's, there's a way that you can, you can chart that it's uh, outside of my level of expertise, but, 
I have seen it done well, and I think all of us should be willing to look at that and, and learn from others that have done it well. Through your experience at TriPoint, do you see some of these um, local uh, MSAs where the, the rules are favorable and the, the schools are getting developed um, as being influencing factors on where TriPoint uh, chooses to, to focus development efforts or, or, or buy land or plan for the future? Well, I think in some cases, a, a lot of local governments have property where they have planned for schools and, you know, due to budget constraints or, or whatever, uh, I think those are opportunities. If home builders are willing to come in and, and purchase those and make the school as part of that site, it's a win-win for everyone. I don't know that we specifically target those, uh, but there are markets where we've done those and, and they've been, you know, beneficial for the, the local um, municipalities as well as, as well as TriPoint. Well, well, Ron, I'm going to, uh, as we kind of get close to wrapping up here, I want to ask you to kind of shake the the crystal ball for a minute and um, talk, talk about home price appreciation and the numbers that, that we just saw for, for February topped 20% again, year over year. And then some markets in Florida, down in South Florida and the, I think in the, the Naples area, we saw numbers that were 32, 33% year over year home price appreciation, which is, which is just wild. How does home price appreciation from the last 12 months and then kind of anticipated home price appreciation in the, in the coming quarters and years impact planning for, for new home construction? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big part of it. Obviously um, when home builders are looking at purchasing land, it's, you know, most home builders are buying land that they won't see deliveries on for three to five years in most cases. So, so there's some assumptions that go into that land planning and, and obviously uh, price appreciation, all those things are part of the dynamics. In addition to that, it's, it's an affordability equation as well, right? I mean, as the higher home prices get, um, we are seeing, you know, incomes increase year over year, but just not to the same degree that we're seeing other cost uh, appreciate. So there does become some um, some scenarios that don't make as much sense to pursue as others when you're in this type of environment. Um, but there are other risk mitigating factors that home builders can deploy that, that can help navigate through some of those challenges. But I would say that, um, yeah, home building is a little more cautious today just where we are in this particular cycle. Um, the fundamentals of the cycle are still very strong due to the home buyer dynamics that we're seeing across the country. Um, having said that, having, you know, very low interest rates over the last couple of years, in addition to that amount of demand through those demographics, have probably created some pockets where appreciation has grown more than it probably should. So I don't know that we'll see significant depreciation, but I don't know that, you know, we'll see the types of gains that we've seen in the past over the next three years because the market has to adjust to some degree. And for, for the, the lending side of the business, the TriPoint Connect, like knowing that the land that's being developed today was, was purchased and planned for three to five years ago, you get pretty good visibility into uh, your anticipated origination volume for the next 12 months, 24 months, just be because of the, the nature of, of housing starts and how far ahead things are being planned for, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, 
it's really a great spot to be in. I mean, as you know, with rising rates um, and the, the mortgage market has, um, you know, the last couple of years been a little crazy, right? I mean, refinance activity has been, you know, record breaking and you're reading every, you know, news cycle, there's, you know, there's layoffs and so forth in, in the mortgage industry as a result of that part of the overall origination shrinking. But working in a home building world, we know we're going to build a certain number of homes and we, we know the demographics and we can plan and budget to that. So it is, it is a little more um, easier to plan for some of those things. I mean, obviously, um, who knew that we would sell homes as fast as we did in the last couple of years, right? I mean, so uh, you like to think so, but I mean, I remember one day it was, you know, you're you're planning for what's the next shoe to drop. And then, you know, 30 days later, it's, you know, put your sneakers on because you got to run. So, you know, the market's been unique over the last two years. It is, it isn't, uh, you know, a nice world to live in when you're doing purchase mortgages. It's a really good, compelling value for our customers to use all of our ancillary services. And as I shared before, they ultimately have a better overall customer experience when they do. So, yeah, I think part of the benefit of having that that vision and that insight into what we're going to be doing in two years helps us plan for that and put you know some pieces of the puzzle together ahead of time that ensures that we deliver a better customer experience. Awesome. Well, Ron, thank you so much for joining us today. Re- really interesting to get a behind-the-scenes look at, at TriPoint Connect and, and benefit from some of the knowledge you gain with the the, the front row seat at TriPoint and the, the new home construction market. We appreciate you. All right, Clayton. Look forward to doing it again. Take care. Bam. Now that is a wrap of this week's episode of the Housing News Podcast. Do me a huge favor and go to iTunes and rate this show. And if you leave a comment, you better tune in next week because you might get a shout out. Thank you.